0: Today's Bible verse is Philippians 1:18. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of this, I rejoice. When someone acts ugly to me, especially when it seems as if they intentionally tried to hurt me, my first thought is not of the gospel. What about you? When someone acts maliciously, how often do you pause to consider how God might want to use the situation not just for your good to grow you in some way, but for his glory and the expansion of his kingdom? We might know that is how God wants us to respond, but living that out, that can feel super super challenging, maybe even nearly impossible, which makes the apostle Paul's statement all the more impressive. Now, you may remember from previous episodes that he was writing during a time of intense persecution, and while under house arrest, he had sacrificed a great deal for Jesus, his former way of life, the prestige and respect he'd once held as a Pharisee, and his freedom. Seeing his misfortune, some people, most likely the false teachers that were attempting to subvert the gospel, tried to make things more difficult on Paul. How would you have felt had you had been him? Would you have been angry? Would you have felt defeated, maybe depressed? Would you have grown bitter? I don't think many of us would have responded with joy. So how did Paul reach that state? How was he able to see the good in such a hard and painful situation? Well, he knew and never forgot who he was and the mission God called him to. He recognized the spiritual battle behind every moment of opposition he faced. He remained closely connected to and empowered by Christ, and he consistently focused on the day when he and all of God's children would no longer experience persecution, trials, or pain. So first, Paul knew he was chosen and called by a holy, all-powerful, all-loving God. We see this in how he introduced himself in numerous letters and in how he carried himself, how he courageously lived out his calling. His godly confidence helped him not take other people's behaviors personally. So often, when others treat us poorly, That's why it hurts most, because we take it personally. Their actions tend to prick at our insecurities and the lies that we've come to believe about ourselves, lies that tell us that we're worthless or rejected or maybe insufficient or abandoned. Paul didn't seem to have that problem because he lived anchored in who he was and who he belonged to, and he knew who had called him to his mission. His secure identity allowed him to respond to hatred with love and to experience hope in seemingly hopeless circumstances. Paul also recognized where his true battle lay, and it wasn't against those who were trying so hard to hurt him. Those people were merely casualties, and they were deceived casualties at that in a great cosmic battle that has been raging ever since the beginning of time. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, he wrote in Ephesians 6 verse 12, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. To Paul, people were basically divided into two categories. Those who had been rescued by Christ and were living in his light And those who were enslaved by darkness. And he felt such compassion for those who were in the darkness because he knew how hopeless they were apart from Christ. Paul also prioritized and found strength in his relationship with Christ, proclaiming that he no longer lived, but instead, Christ lived through him. In other words, he remained so closely connected to and yielded to Christ that God's freedom-giving spirit flowed through him, allowing him to love others as Christ loved him. His union with Jesus also allowed him to view others and his circumstances with supernatural insight. And finally, Paul maintained an eternal perspective, one where he viewed everything in terms of eternity, where he would one day stand in the presence of his Savior, completely enveloped in love, and filled with inexpressible, inextinguishable joy. Like Jesus had when he willingly gave his life, Paul endured hardship, persecution, slander, betrayal, and so much more, for the joy that was set before Him. And that's our call as well. That doesn't mean it won't hurt when others treat us poorly, nor should we pretend as if those wounds don't affect us. Suppressing our emotions, that rarely does any good. Turning to God, venting our feelings to Him, however, that can bring incredible healing and eventually peace as He gives us His perspective regarding our encounters and He fills us with His love. He will give us His perfect guidance for how to respond to every situation. And like he did with Paul, he'll give us greater insight into our circumstances, helping us recognize the spiritual forces at work while reminding us of all the beauty and joy that awaits us in heaven. Hold your heads up, friends, because good is coming. And you and I, we belong to the winning team. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for everything that you have given us, for your grace, for the Holy Spirit enabling us to live with love and live with confidence and with strength, to give us guidance for every experience, every encounter. Thank you that today Everything we experience, the pain that we currently experience, thank you that that is not the end, that good is coming, that inexpressible joy is coming. Help us to filter everything through the lens of your grace and through the lens of the gospel. Remind us of the ultimate battle that is constantly raging all around us. Let us not get caught up as a casualty. But instead, help us to remain focused on you, our Lord and our Savior, that we can live and love well. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Steven Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Hey there, it's Carly Mercurio, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.